0: This week's episode of the Cross Yas podcast features FCAT returning to the podcast where her and I discuss a multitude of topics. I also talk about the first transgender woman to be appointed to a position in the Philippines government in my Yas of the Week. And in Kirsten's Corner, I'll have Kirsten talk about her three favorite makeup products. This is the 37th episode of the Cross Yas podcast. So, welcome. Let's chat. Yes! Yes, yes,
1: yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes!
0: Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast, the podcast that says yes to everything related to cross dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirisol, your cross dressing host. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Giselle Mirasol. Find the podcast online on the new website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. That's www.c-r-o-s-s-y-a-a-s-podcast.com. And if you have opinions on what you hear from today's episode, and you have something you want to say, like, I don't know, maybe you want to share your own personal story on the podcast, cross-dressing or gender-related, or who knows, maybe you're just freaking tired of keeping things inside and you're wondering if you can say something to someone. Well, the answer is obviously... Talk to me. I'm ready to listen to your story. Email the podcast, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. That's Giselle at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast.com. December is finally in full swing, you guys. Time for those end-of-the-year reflections. Hopefully 2019 has been good to you. It has been for me. But if it hasn't been for you, well, you still have a couple weeks left in December to make it your own.
2: This is my day.
0: Still a couple weeks left to turn things around. Speaking of turning things around, let's talk about my
2: yes
0: of the week. My home country of the Philippines is making some headlines this week with current president Rodrigo Duterte appointing Dindi Tan, a transgender woman to the director of agrarian reform. Now Dindi Tan is an avid LGBTQ supporter and told the Washington Blade, this is very big for our community here in the Philippines. It sends a powerful message that the LGBT community is part of the government agenda and that the present administration remains committed to furthering equal rights for everyone. Now that's what I'm talking about. I love, love, love this. For many reasons, but let's start off with President Duterte. Now if you don't know anything about President Duterte, many have compared him to President Donald Trump in several ways. One of which is that President Duterte usually just says what's on his mind, whether or not it's politically correct to do so. Back in 2016, Duterte insulted a US ambassador in the Philippines calling him gay and the son of a whore.
2: Son of a whore!
0: And earlier this year, at a conference in Tokyo, Duterte jokingly said during a speech that he too was gay but cured himself after meeting his wife. What? Yeah, you heard that right.
1: Bro, what are you talking about, man?
0: He might have said that in a joking manner, but if you ask me, that's a pretty distasteful joke. President Duterte has also recently offered support for same-sex marriage, despite a couple years prior being opposed to it. But it's probably more so his opposition to the Catholic Church. On Catholic bishops, Duterte has said most of them are gay. They should come out in the open, cancel celibacy, and allow themselves to have boyfriends. And in 25 years, Duterte says that the Catholic Church will disappear. A little more background on Duterte. He said that when he was younger, he was sexually abused ...by a priest of the Catholic Church, which many people believe that's where his anger towards the Catholic Church stems from. The Philippines is a Catholic nation. I think I read like 80% of the population is Catholic. So to get rid of a religion like that, you know, that affects 80% of your own country, kind of hard to believe.
1: Not gonna happen! No, not gonna happen!
0: <laughs> and look, I hate for this podcast to be political or be about religion... But I think it is important to point out that despite all the negative things President Duterte says, does, and believes, President Duterte will still appoint a transgender woman into a government position. And that's huge, like a monumental step towards recognizing the importance of members in the LGBT community and the impact they can have on others. Sure Duterte likes to joke about being gay or making fun of others, but to not only recognize her as a transgender woman, but to appoint her to a government position is fucking fantastic if you ask me. So whether or not you're gay or lesbian or transgender, I don't know, this kind of stuff just goes to show you can make something of yourself. And that's the hope with Dindy Tan. So congratulations Dindy Tan and my Yas of the week goes to you Dindy Tan for being the first transgender woman appointed to the Philippines government. I know she'll make the Philippines proud, and I hope her being appointed inspires leaders of other governments around the world to, you know, possibly do the same. And that was the... Yes! ...of the week. But this week, I talked to FCAT again. We previously talked on episode 22 about her life, but this time we talk a little bit about breast, about the goth scene, and unfortunately, a little politics.
2: I'm very sorry, and I apologize.
0: We conducted the second chat in August, but a lot of the things we discussed are still relevant. You'll find it interesting, I'm sure. Forgive me if I do sound a little tired, because we did talk after I'd worked a night shift at work, but I pulled through. After it, stay tuned to Kirsten's Corner, where she does a quick talk about her three current favorite makeup products. Happy listening, everyone. I know you'll enjoy this talk. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free, and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Welcome back, fcat to the Cross the Yas podcast.
3: I am surprised I'm back actually.
0: <laughs> why is that?
3: I think the last time the the tension was there, but now it's more like you can speak a little freely after you've talked once,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like our first time talking, and now it's we've been going back and forth pretty much pretty frequently. You're one of the few listeners or of the many listeners, I guess like, I got like six. <laughs> who like to reach out to the podcast every now and then.
3: Yeah, well, this is the only one that I can think of. I don't know if that has any uh, weight on this, but the only other podcast that I know of is RuPaul's podcast, but that's mainly just guests. And when you actually listen to it, it really doesn't have much to do with uh, uh, drag queens or cross-dressers. It has more to do with whatever <laughs> guests that RuPaul has on. Not oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I didn't know she had a podcast.
3: Yeah, she had a podcast for a while. She interviews people like Henry Rollins and stuff like that. Mm. That was probably my favorite one. And uh, she interviewed, I think it was Blondie. Yeah, I mean, she's pretty good. In this day and age, I don't know (laughs) if it's the RuPaul dressed up or is it just RuPaul as RuPaul's male self, you know? Right, right. People made a big deal about her. I don't know what that deal was about that gala thing. They were making a big deal uh, that Rupaul didn't show up and drag. I'm like, <laughs> oh,
0: imagine that being so, being who you are. Who the hell <laughs> they are
3: Being who you are.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were on episode 21. Uh, that was like way back when. What has changed since then? Any updates or anything new going on with you? Since then?:
3: I'm doing the same. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. What is that? Doing my little Instagram stuff and trying to reach out there. Mm. I'm still trying to look at podcasting on my own. I'm just kind of lazy right now because of work. But
0: I think last time we talked, were you looking for a job or were you in the midst
3: of Yeah, I was looking for a job, but I actually didn't get the job I wanted. I said I'm not going to work at another uh, call place again, and uh, I ended up working at another call place. <laughs> uh, the one job that I wanted did not fall through. Mm. So's life, right?
0: Right, right.
3: Jobs come and go.
0: <laughs> yeah for sure um and in your job do you do you like dress under your clothes are you are you someone who does that who dresses underneath your male clothes or whatever wears underneath
3: yeah i have but i'm actually looking for more briefs to wear under my clothes either like this is kind of uh more like bikini style or stuff like that i'm actually looking at stuff like that because i don't know i just as a my male self usually wearing boxers all the time kind of I don't know. Boxers are kind of horrible. They're not comfortable at all. I don't think they ever <laughs> were. <laughs> but yeah, if you're looking for something more that hugs you, definitely like a pair of women's briefs actually fit way better than a pair of men's. You know,
0: what, what are women's before. briefs? And now do you like, I guess I don't know. Are those? Not, do I own a pair of those? I'm not sure. What, what are you trying to explain that?
3: are just regular panties, just regular panties. There's no frills or anything like that. They're just regular cloth panties. Um, you can get them in different like cuts. You can get them in like the boy shortcut or a uh, bikini cut if you want that. I usually go for more of like the mm-hmm. full cut because uh, you got to have room for tucking things into Oh well, Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> is, that, is that your favorite type of underwear? Just the women's briefs?
3: Um, it depends. Um, I like a lot of. I'm. I'm getting into some weirder ones, like more like cage fitting and Ooh. stuff like that. Um, fancy, super fancy. Usually, you get them as an accessory though. There's a. I ordered a couple different. Uh, I call them cages. I know people call them other things. Uh, but that's basically like a a harness that actually goes over a pair of bra, uh, like a bra or panty Ooh. set. Um, so
0: kinky.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be used for that, but uh, I just like the way it looks, and especially if you get ones that have like more of like a like a pentagram on them or something like that. I think that's really cool. Mm. Which and so <laughs> pentagram is not a devil symbol, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Uh, what are you implying? <laughs> uh, the crossy ass listener wants to know what are you wearing underneath right now.
3: There's a listener right now. Um, uh, me, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Who's listening? Are we streaming this?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. No, there's there's no, it's just where's me. a hidden microphone, <laughs> right? You're exactly.
3: I really look for some shape where one I wear, I'm wearing it to death. I need to get a couple more of them. It's just a pair of uh, boy shorts, but it has the pockets in there for any kind of padding I'd need. Not so much into the it doesn't have like the hip pads, not really into hip pads too much. Uh, but as far as Something that can kind of just highlight that butt area, but not make it look like mm-hmm. I have a gigantic ass. Because I like to look. <laughs> as far as my look, it's usually like slimmer. So I kind of like looking more, mm. kind of more like that nerdy or slimmer figure.
0: <laughs> right, right.
3: Yeah, nerdy's not a really uh, good word for that one, but yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It's the tradit, like you know the, I guess skinny. I don't know. Does that? Do you think skinny makes you more feminine, or is is that what? looks for or i don't know
3: because i am naturally thin so i think it just complements it a lot of people want to transform their shape into something that's more full figured on Mm -hmm. me i've tried it but i think it just kind of comes off as tacky at least on Mm -hmm. when i've tried it right now i leave that to ones who actually can pull that off and look convincing i just go with my body my body shape and then just take it from there. Just highlight the areas that I want to highlight.
0: Well, and what do you mean? Like you tried it? What did you do exactly to make yourself more full figured?
3: Um, I tried bigger, like bigger breast, bigger breast forms. I've tried like the D cups. I've tried. I've tried bigger than that. I think it was like tried somebody else's. One of my friends had one, and I tried them on. But I don't know. I just look in the mirror, and it's just like you. I look like I'm gonna fall over. <laughs>
0: Do you think people do that just to, like, over-exaggerate? Like, is that for more for performance? Or to, I don't know, do people actually believe they're feminine? I don't know if that's a thing.
3: I think it's, and, and, and like I said, some some are, some people are amazing at it. I mean, there's a lot of, like, drag queens that, that can pull off that full-figured look, no problem. They look, you know, they look gorgeous. But it's just me. Because I think that, I don't know, I just don't think my frame... Mm-hmm was ever meant to look like that. Right. You know, like I said, highlight the areas that I like. I like to highlight, you know, I like to have a little butt, of course. I mean, (laughs) I naturally do. My girlfriend says I don't have an ass, but (laughs) I like to say I do. How funny. But just a little extra padding there. And uh, like I said, uh, I don't go any bigger than on breast forms or what I'm wearing now, uh, which I had to put on before I started my makeup, like a breastplate. I usually only go for, like, a B. Oh.
0: And what uh, what kind of, like, bras do you wear? I don't think we got into this the last time around. But, like, yeah, what is your um, routine, I guess, to put on clothes? And I know you said you're putting on makeup right now. What's that like?
3: Yeah. So, I, <laughs> what's that like? <laughs> what's that like? What is that like in there? hmm <laughs> So, like I said, depending on what I'm putting on, if it's just a breast form, because I do use the breast form bras, Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty easy. I can do that last minute. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I'll usually at least put underwear and everything else like that on when I start. And then eventually I just work on the face and then I fill my way out. I think the face is probably the longest part. And then bras are pretty simple. I just buy basic B-cup bras. I got to buy some more, but the last set I had was Leopard patterned ones, Mm. which I know it's kind of cliche by now, (laughs) but I do like them a lot. And then or just either black, red or, you know, any other color in between there.
0: And to make the breast, what do you do? What do you put? You know, I I remember like some of the tips I remember looking online back in the days of GeoCities and Yahoo as the main page for searching. I remember tissues was a form and you would stuff socks or balloons. Like what is your... uh, what is your way of making the impression you have boobs?
3: Um, I actually use actual molded breast forms, hmm. like mastectomy or breast forms. Oh, these are the hmm. easiest ones to acquire. And then uh, it's working out with this breastplate, which you know has some seat, has some uh, t.Here's some lines that I have to kind of hide, like where the neck is and everything else like that. Um, and that one's a pain to get on. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to do that first. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the closest to actual, a real breastplate that looks authentic that I can get.
2: Mm. Because
3: that allows me to wear any kind of bra. I don't have to worry about wearing any pockets to hold the forms in. Right, right. And then I got a couple bras that have the pockets already sewn in them. Um, You could do it yourself as well. All you got to do is just sew some fabric on the back of it that'll hold them in place. Mm.
0: And uh, what made you choose a breastplate, I guess? Because have you tried all the other ones?
3: because one thing about breast forms if you want it to look as natural as possible uh one thing that it's always lacking is the fact of breast forms fall off and no matter what kind of glue you use and if you're gluing breast forms to yourself you got to be really careful of what kind of glue you use because i made a bad mistake and used some glue that was really bad for my skin Uh uh-oh yeah they They were stuck. I had to use, like, goo gun. I literally, like, used every chemical now to get everything off. So, yeah, that was my bad experience with gluing. And the glue said it was non-toxic, but it was so sticky that I had to use a bunch of toxic stuff just to get it off. Oh, yikes. Yikes. Don't use super glue, I'll tell you that much.
0: What? Okay. Well, yeah. Well, don't do that. Is that what you used?
3: No, I used like uh, almost like a, a gorilla glue, but it was supposed to be like a arts and craft glue Ugh. for like Ugh. kids. Ugh. But yeah, it it was not Elmer's glue. I can tell you that. Ish,
2: <laughs> Eesh. Eesh.
0: Yeah. Well, don't don't do that. Do you wear a padded bra on top of the breast forms, or is it just any bra? Because you already have the, I guess the the boobs with it
3: um as far as padded bras i kind of try to take the padding out um as long as it <laughs> as long as the padding in the bra cover the nipple area because mm-hmm. i mean even though they're not real i'm still got to cover that nipple area
2: <laughs> but yeah
0: but from your pictures you don't seem to wear like revealing kind of tops you know where it, like you can sh- see the cleavage or do you i mean i've seen just you with like your trash panda shirts <laughs> that
3: did you see the more recent ones?
0: Um, I have to take a better look at them.
3: <laughs> we might want to put that one in the, Yeah,
0: uh, oh, yeah. We'll use that as our uh, display. Photo.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to get, that's why I wanted the breastplate. Cause I want to get a little bit more revealing without being too over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a difference. Like I said, you know, trying to look sexy and just being slutty looking i kind of want to fall you know more like you know the sexy look but not too too crazy yeah some people take some liberties with their um, yes yes With their, especially on instagram some people take some liberties oh
0: my yes which you know they're going for that gone wild look which is i guess that's what you want to do with your cross dressing which is you know i always have to ask well is that the and if that is that's that's cool i'm not here to judge yeah but yeah, some of them are <laughs> yeah. some of them I don't find as tasteful as others. Like I'm actually going to do a boudoir. Is that what they call a boudoir shoot like next month? So I'm super excited for that. And I'll talk about my experience with that because I think another cross dresser told me I should do it. So I was like, Ooh, sounds like fun. Have you ever thought about doing that? Or is that, I don't even know what that is. It's like, um, it, it's like a, I guess what is it, like? A sensual kind of like intimate photography session with a photographer we were wearing either the negligee or stockings or something normally like women do it. But I guess the crossdresser told me that I should consider it. Cause there's uh, someone in Los Angeles that's that caters to crossdressers and they'll like
3: make sure he's not a pervert.
0: Oh, it's actually a girl, but I guess girls can be perverts. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're like,
3: what kind of photo shoot are yeah, we talking exactly. about here?
0: <laughs> Please strip. <Same>. Huh? What? <laughs> I guess you, you take your own photos on your own, right? Or do you have, do you have... yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you've never considered doing a photo shoot or is that to, you prefer just to be intimate, personal sort of thing?
3: Um, they charge money for those? Ah, true. Yes. At least the ones that I know of around here.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and cost money to to do
2: things.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I I always get the advertise or you get the people on uh, Instagram that I end up instantly blocking when they see when they mention anything about selling me anything or About paying for a photo shoot or something like that i just ignore it because i don't think they're looking i don't think they're what they say they are right if i was going to get a professional photographer i want to see something besides just instagram because anybody i'm living proof anybody can put pictures on instagram right but can you actually do good work
0: yeah well let's let's talk about instagram and um social media what is your experience as fcat being online as FCAT, like with responses from people, or I don't know, you want to elaborate on something like that?
3: Yeah, it block a lot of people.
2: Yeah. You know,
3: it's always, and the same thing with Kick, it's always the same thing. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great people out there on Instagram. I like, a, I think there's a lot of people, I think there's a lot more people on Instagram that are actually, you know, really true about themselves than we take, you know, than we give them credit for. But I think a lot of people are very lonely on there and they're just looking for somebody. But the problem is, is they don't know how to go about it. You know, I, I'll talk to anybody, but as soon as it's going into a sexual zone, I tend to kind of steer away from that. I kind of tell them, I'm just just like what I posted on the Instagram the other day, it was just a message that I posted. It was like, I'm not here for anything else, but just to be me. Hmm. If I meet some friends along the way, that's great.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, with the internet, there's an endless amount of perverts and weirdos. And (laughs) the internet's a perfect place for those people to congregate. (laughs) And I guess as a cross-dresser, it is kind of hard to, I mean, you know, do you like the attention? Is that what you go online for? Like, what is, what's the, why do you go online? What is the purpose of being on social media for you?
3: I just like to meet other people like me, just to meet other people that are into my kind of hobbies. I think that's the ultimate goal of a lot of people is to know that they're not alone mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to this. Because for a while there, I mean, I did live at a time before the Internet when, when doing stuff like this. You really, I mean, and the Internet was around in the 90s, but you really had to find, you really had to look for people. Right. You know, you had to go on, like, message boards. I think one of your previous guests was talking about that as well. You had to actually go out and look for these people. Mm -hmm. You know, and you may find, like, maybe one or two people in your town that share that experience. You know, out of, like, thousands of people who aren't into your kind of thing. Right. So it's, like, literally a sea of just nothing until you find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a loneliness that kind of kind of not necessarily drive you crazy, but you know, <laughs> drive you to seek out other people, right? That are like you. And I think that's with any group. I mean, it's the same thing with let's say gay people back in eighties and nineties. They really had to go out of their way to find each other. Like if they weren't in a big city, they really had to go out of their way.
0: Yeah. And so with the internet, you you've found people that share your hobby, I guess, of cross dressing.
3: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad too, because you know it's 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 definitely a nice thing to share with people. You know, when I was in Austin, I did get you know I had friends who are into drag and friends who were cross-dressers. So at least with the internet, you can still talk to those people and then meet new people. You know, and I have met a couple of people you know that live close to me that I would like to go out with. You know, just a you know just to have a night on the town with somebody who's more like me. But uh, at the same time, as Shifts don't. <laughs> your work schedules t- kind of get in the way. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're telling you telling me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You're just like, hey, we're gonna go out. Oh, sorry, I got work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life gets busy. It's hard. How do you make time to be fcat?
3: Um, I usually a lot. I've been kind of fortunate. A lot of jobs that I had, they're shifts that people don't want. Nights is like okay. Um A lot of people don't want a ten, twelve hour shift. However. I like having a long shift because that means I get more time off. Right. And if I still work a couple extra hours here and there, I get some overtime as well. So I kind of make it work for me.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I mean, and how much time do you spend a week being FCAT or is it every every day thing? I don't know if I asked you this the previous episode.
3: Well, now with my new schedule, it's about 48 hours, get dressed and spend a couple days as FCAT and then I can move on and be my normal self uh sometimes on the sunday that i'm off i'll sometimes bring fcat out of the closet <laughs> that that's a bad choice of words <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and
3: uh well it's actually true though because mm-hmm. technically i do bring fcat out of the closet because that's where all my stuff is kept
0: <laughs> right right and how much i mean i think we talked about this and have you bought more stuff in your wardrobe to be fcat
3: um, recently, just a couple of harnesses and a couple pairs of shorts. Mm. I ordered a couple pairs of new underwear and nice. then uh, just some makeup, some makeup kits. I wanted to buy a tropical makeup kit.
0: Ooh, that sounds nice.
3: Yeah, it's got brighter colors, but I can mix the brighter colors with the darker colors so I'm not, like, true goth look. Right. uh, Because punk is known for having a lot brighter colors in their palette.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Goth is usually, like, two-tone black and white. Black, white, and maybe gray. Sometimes red. Right, right. (laughs) And the
0: look you're going for is that less gothic and more punk rock? Is that
3: what? It's more middle ground. Okay. I usually look around. I call it a mixture of that. It's kind of more like a goth punk thing. So it's like... You know, the goth person that also likes punk music. Got it. Okay. So kind of in the middle there. And in real life, it's not a, It's not actually an act. It's not a style. I actually do listen to that kind of music. Mm-hmm. So a lot of new wave stuff, a lot of punks, like early punk stuff, new wave, dark wave, cold wave. Those are kind of more like into the goth territory there. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that is a misconception is there's no... There's no actual music called goth music.
0: Oh, there's not? Well, whoops.
3: No. <laughs> there never was. They label it as goth music because of what they're, you know, what they look like. But really, I mean, if we could take a classic example. I'm not a big fan of Marilyn Manson, uh, but, I mean, Marilyn Manson does have a distinctive look. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but the musical style usually is more in tune with what we call industrial or even like uh, rock, almost almost into metal territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it all depends on what musical scene we're talking about. But usually goths are, you know, a subculture, you know, within, kind of within those margins. I mean, you can go anywhere and look. I mean, if you look at somebody like... Uh, Susie uh, from Susie and the Banshees. If you look at her, some of her stuff it's it's pop music. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that I think that image really. I think it's like a broad spectrum,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and especially when you think about you know music genres, it's really you know I know a lot of you know ones who kind of say they're more like you know traditional. Goths who listen to stuff like Dead Kennedys and stuff like that and suicidal tendencies, but then they'll go off and listen to like uh, Sisters of Mercy and bands like that. I don't know if you know of these. these bands. I've heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah.
0: Now, with those kind of rock bands, especially in like the '80s and stuff, they pushed the androgyny. You know, the gender. I guess the, the or it raised questions with gender with like even some of the bands like they would wear you know what we would call today like more feminine you know attire i guess do you kind of try to emulate that too or does that play a factor at all in your cross dressing
3: um yeah i mean like i said and and people look at this like i remember hearing like jocks in high school would, you know they had some really homophobic they were very homophobic you know like kind of like stupid douche boy frat boy right, kind of right right thing uh, but and then they would listen to bands like poison and Motley Crew and stuff like that, and you point out to them, it's like, well, they dress like women
2: because mm-hmm.
3: literally they dress like women. <laughs> right. There is no, yeah. <laughs> there is no division or like Twisted Sister. I mean, <laughs> while they may not be like, you know, the best looking cross dressers in the world, technically it's still cross dressing. They may not be wearing panties, but they're wearing heels. Right. I mean, even like look at Kiss. They're wearing friggin' stiletto heels mm-hmm. with makeup on
2: mm-hmm.
3: in the seventies. And uh, a lot of those uh, like Sunset Strip bands, like the the metal bands, they all got their uh, most of them got their ideas from even like people like Bowie or a band like um, the New York Dolls, mm-hmm. which kind mm-hmm. of that whole androgyny look. They really pioneered it uh, for the most part. I know Bowie did kind of Bowie and Alice Cooper, to some credit, did kind of kick off that look.
0: Right. I mean, uh, even Freddie Mercury, too, you could argue. You know, I want, uh, with the music video, I want to be free. Like, there was definitely cross-dressing in that.
3: Yeah. What I found out more about that video, and uh, I had to research it because, you know, the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie did point it out, but I had to actually look it up. And literally, it wasn't even Freddie Mercury's idea to dress up. Right. It was his other bandmates thought that would be a good idea. Yeah. It was a good video. Yeah, it was a great video. Yeah. Also, people don't realize this MTV banned it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Good old. <laughs> not to get into politics, but good old liberal MTV block.
2: <laughs>
3: I don't know what their politically is. I'm just trying to kind of jab at MTV and <laughs> yes. but yeah. The pot. You know, MTV was a little behind the times. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the video didn't pass the censors test. I guess it was because, you know, we we're looking at a subject that might be considered taboo.
2: Right. Right.
3: You know, but I didn't understand it because I'm like, okay, you have people like poison and rat Cinderella dressing up like, you know, they're, they're, they're gorgeous.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, and
3: yet uh, here, yeah. poor old Freddie Mercury with a mustache. <laughs> I think it's because of the mustache thing. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I think Freddie Mercury did ape that mm-hmm. kind of cross dressing. Some people argue that uh, uh, Freddie Mercury might have been making fun of cross dressing. I mean, mm. it's not entirely impossible i mean right freddie mercury was high out of it high out of his skull for a while mm-hmm.
0: let's face it a lot of them were everybody did drugs back then
3: yeah it was like you know they didn't have video games to play yeah
0: exactly <laughs> speaking of video games uh, i know we want to talk about that i did an episode like a couple weeks ago on cross-dressing video games what was your take on i know you had some things to talk about um i didn't even talk about a lot of video games but like uh the one you're currently playing the sansar game can you kind of elaborate on that
3: I always say, it's not a game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of taken its course to, you know, any respect to people who still are on it. I'm on it sparingly, but the only reason I'm not on it right now is because of a complete overhaul. Hmm. And I don't know, for some reason, I don't like the direction the overhaul's going to take. So it does remain to be seen if I want to invest any more time into it. But of course, I'll still, because I met a lot of people in there as well. And they definitely, some of them actually, not all of them, but some of them like hearing my story, so.
0: Sure. Well, what is Sansardom, you know, for those who aren't familiar with it?
3: um, If you're familiar with Second Life.
0: And if for those who aren't, <laughs> what is Second Life?
3: Second Life was a, oh, I forgot when it started. It started, I think it started in like 2000 and somebody's going to get upset on this one if I don't remember this thing, <laughs> but it's okay. It started around, I think, 2008. Okay. It's a virtual online world where you go in, you create avatar, an avatar. It's kind of like it's kind of like taking an MMO and just making it more social. Mm-hmm. So picture World of Warcraft, but you don't actually fight anything. You just either build your own stuff, or you talk, or create uh, games, different things like that. You get to kind of create, and Sansar makes it a little easier. And then it's also got a VR component mm-hmm. as well. Cool. So it'll let you, if you have, like, Oculus Rift Vive, or any of those headsets, you can use it in-game. Uh, which I do happen to have a VR setup here. I don't always use it, but, yeah, I do have one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> don't recommend wearing makeup if you have VR shit
0: Oh, no. And what um, What other games do you play that have... I mean, do you always play as female characters in video games? Are, in your Sandstar life, are you FCAT? Are you, like...
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Why do you do that? Why, why do you prefer to play as a female character or a feminine character? Or do you prefer that? I don't know if you do.
3: Because I just like the feminine look. And, you know, I kind of think that when you do the kind of stuff, you know, when you do dress up and you consider it an art form, it also extends to the type of games you play and then you can see it in everything. So if you actually think about it, that's just another extension of me wanting to do what i consider i kind of consider it my own personal art Mm -hmm. you know maybe some people won't get it or some people will find it tacky but it's just what i consider my art
2: Mm -hmm.
3: it's not perfect on any (laughs) at any step of the way but yeah and like i said in in game it's just it's so much easier to put on a female character because you kind of it's funny because it kind of took a life of its own. Most of my female characters, I try to make it look like FK as much as I can. The me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know why that is. A lot of us do that. I have played games as male characters. It's just being as a male character, it's just it's like I, I do that every day. Right. I need a break right. from it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And by taking a break from it, you know, I was doing research and they were saying that People start, if they're playing a feminine character or, you know, as a man or they're playing someone female, they take on a persona that's traditionally female. Do you find yourself like speaking a different way when you're FCAT online or do you find your, you know, is it the same way you're just dressed differently? How do you feel about that?
3: Oh, no, I, uh, I just can't. Um, But as far as talking in a feminine way, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I've accepted that as you know i'll never be able to talk like that you know I'll talk that feminine i mean i've tried but it just it's well, your true voice comes out anyway well not <laughs> not
0: necessarily the a feminine voice but you find yourself being more emotional or you find yourself being you know softer spoken that like that sort of like kinder you know that tr- is traditionally known as like a, a feminine trait you find yourself being that way
3: Oh, okay, you mean
0: more like Not the voice exactly. Yeah, voice is different. I, I, I get that that part. But I mean, like, do you find yourself, I mean, as, as a male, do you find yourself, your persona's F-cat different in video games or in, you know, in general, just different than your male self?
3: I'm not as upset.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I, like, I think we talked about it last time as well, is that that cancer that men have unfortunately been born with um, what do you mean? Elaborate. Well, I don't know. Not, uh, the cancer, basically, I say it's testosterone. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the end, testosterone kills most men. <laughs> right, right. In the, in the end, it is definitely caused. So it's nice to kind of get away, away from that and just kind of think overall in a more feminine way. Because, you know, as much as people want to say, you know, we're equal, men and women don't see the world the same. Okay. And it's nice to be able to see see the world through their eyes. And especially in a video game, cuz you actually take on that role, you take on that video game. I really think that when you're playing a video game as a female character, especially if you have people that play with you constantly, mm-hmm. what they see, what they perceive, they actually perceive that to be you in real life. Mm. <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's one of those things like I guess like trying to explain how a a car engine works to like a fly or something like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Right, 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 right.
3: Because deep, I think it's a deep down thing. I think most of us are drawn to cross-dressing or playing female characters. It's because deep down, those are emotions that we definitely want to, you know, we want to bring forward. We feel that they're being trapped by, I think they're being trapped by our society. Mm-hmm. That kind of dictates that, oh, you know, men should like this, women should only like this.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: That old mentality that says, you know, women belong in the kitchen and men belong, I don't know, in the, I don't know, farming or something <laughs> like that. It's like
0: lumber. Yeah.
3: Yeah. A lumberjack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, you got me thinking of the Monty Python song. Don't
0: <laughs> I don't know how, how old our audience is. If they're going to get them. Mon- they're like, what's a Monty Python? <laughs>
3: I'm a lumberjack. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night. I work all day. I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars.
2: That
3: song is hilarious.
0: Yeah, I I just, I wonder, because, you know, people do play female or male characters, but um, it is interesting to think that there are people who do act differently as their avatar when they're playing or, you know, you're more giving or you're more maybe as a, if you're playing as a guy who's seen as more mass, you know, or like, like you said, with testosterone, who's like massive and more aggressive versus a female who's traditionally seen as like, I don't know, dainty or just like quiet or passive or shy, you know, or I don't know. It's interesting to think. I don't know.
3: Yeah, or maybe it's that I don't notice it mm-hmm. because you do when you kind of put on a different role even when you're cross dressing in real life if you put on a different role um you may not necessarily notice that you act differently
0: mhm but but do you notice you you act differently or when you're uh, fcat
3: uh not not really as much i just notice that you know sometimes i seem to be more empathetic empathetic mm-hmm. empath- i seem to be more i like to talk more mhm um I can do things when I'm more in that role. I mean, I actually, I'm actually a pretty good uh and I don't want to toot my own home. I think I'm a pretty good dancer as FCAT, but I would never step foot on a dance floor <laughs> as my normal self.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Now, is that because FCAT gives you more confidence, or is it more that you can you feel more free, or what exactly? We-
2: yeah, freedom.
3: Because <laughs> it does put you in that more free mindset because you're like, well, I don't, and I and I think, I always have to quote, like, previous guests, because you have a lot of guests on, and I do tend to listen a lot, yeah. when...
2: Well, that's good.
0: Someone does. Um, <laughs> it's good to know someone does.
3: I think it was the the last guest, oh my god, what's her name?
0: Oh, Diana?
2: Diana, there you go. Yeah.
3: I tried to, I tried to find a, tried to friend her, friend Diana, but I was, I don't know... Looks like they're very busy.
0: Yeah, I think when Maybe. Facebook hits five thousand friends, you can't they won't let you add anymore.
3: Oh, I didn't even know they were on Facebook.
0: Yeah. There's a and she's very busy. I was amazed I got her on as a guest because she's quite busy. Like it took me at least a month and a half or two months to get to her before she finally responded. So,
3: oh, you actually reached out uh, to her? Yeah,
0: because I was like, oh, you seem like a you seem like a really I'm, I reach out to a, an interesting guests or interesting people because I've seen some of her YouTube videos and just like, oh, let's see if she um, would like to be on the podcast, and she did. So it was like cool.
3: Yeah, I, I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. What I liked about uh, what I liked about Diana's pictures is the fact that you could kind of see a bit of both in both the male and female mm-hmm. version. Which, it sounds insulting, because I know you're saying, Etona, you know, another crossdresser or, or anybody, you have some masculine features. It's like, you're trying to avoid that. Right. But it's a good thing that there's some, there's some masculine features and feminine features on display in both. Because that means it's, you know, the same person. Mm-hmm. Just in a different form. Like, you know, packaged as something else. And I think that's awesome. Sure. It's like being a transformer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, i seen Dan as like the, the transformation, like the transformation fail ones, uh, but the one where uh, you start as a man and then like flip the little sheet up or the little blue cloth, and then it's in the female form.
2: Right, right, right.
3: And what I like when people, when, when, when they did that review or when she does that review is like trying to see what similarities between both the male version and the female version Mm -hmm. and trying to put it together. And I mean, I'm definitely jealous in one regard. What is that? If you ever get her on, let her know. I'm, I'm, I'm super jealous is amazing lips. (laughs) Like, I mean, like both male and female versions, like amazing lips there. I have bird lips and I have to exaggerate a little bit. (laughs) You know, I could do the thing where you suck on a Coke bottle, but uh, <laughs> that's way too big.
0: <laughs> that's what she said.
3: And Dan is tall too, isn't? It? <laughs> I don't know. if You have ever seen him, uh, seen her in person? And I, I, I there's one thing I want to try. I want to try that thing with the nude pantyhose. You kind of make it well, well rounded, look more shaved.
0: And and when you dress up, you try to look as again as feminine as possible, hair shaven, and all that other stuff, right?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost think you have to. Mm, why is that? Um, it's just, I think it's, it completes the look because mm-hmm. it's, it's all about layers. I think, Okay. you know, and you gotta, you gotta take care of your skin. You gotta take care of, you know, everything. The shaving should be done. I mean, you don't have to go as crazy as I do. Right, right, right. I'm always, I tend to shave everything anyway. Mm-hmm. That's just how I've always been. Uh, I shave like a swimmer <laughs>
0: huh? and that's, I mean, um, and that's cause you dress so frequently, right? Yeah. Hmm.
3: Got a felt, you got Michael Phelps. That shit.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. Um, that I don't know that she, she like, like you said, you hate hip pads, but she focuses on like her main business is hip pads. If you look up her website, um, was it pro It's a majority of it is just,
3: it's,
2: it's, hip
0: pads. yeah. Yeah. Again, not yeah, for
3: me. So. Yeah, I don't hate hip pads. I just don't think on me. I don't think hip pads. Now, unless I tried some more professional ones, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That is definitely. I could definitely say that in my defense too. Most of it was cheap foam inserts.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, these don't look cheap. These are these are like legit. I feel, but I don't know. I've never owned pads either, so what do I know?
3: But it's definitely interesting, have you actually God, I don't want this to turn into all of my Diana here, but did you ever actually get to meet up?
0: No, not um, I mean, I would love to I think maybe in a future episode for Halloween, I know we talked about it that you'd want to meet up, but Sacramento is pretty far from it's not that far it's like two hours away, but I've been so busy with work it's kind of hard to meet up, but yeah. I mean, that's the eventual goal too of the podcast. I would love to meet up with guests, like actual guests, and talk to them as opposed to just recording online. Because I mean, you're in Texas and I'm here in California. It's kind of hard to meet up, you know, like you're so far away. Yeah. And like you said, to find someone in your town, it's really difficult. But yeah, so like
3: we have to reach out in like you know six states away. Yeah, and I did meet a couple. I um, met another crossdresser in town. Mm-hmm. I decided that person was just not my kind of person. Ooh,
0: explain. Ooh, I love. I love these stories. <laughs> what do you mean?
3: Um, they were looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for a relationship. Ooh. <laughs>
0: so, how did that come about? What was the? How did? Explain. I'm so curious. Explain.
3: Curious. Very curious. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yes.
2: What is that from?
0: I think that's. Oh, uh, I forget. But sorry.
2: <laughs> Reference <laughs> yeah, I, I don't Gabriela. understand. What is that from? Just, um,
3: yeah, just okay. to let you know, I get very distracted. Yeah, they um, <laughs> get distracted very easily. Same squirrel. Oh. Like
0: uh, what's her name? <laughs> like
3: Gabriella. Oh yeah, yeah, squirrel. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah,
0: explain. Sorry. <laughs> what
3: was the question?
0: <laughs> um, where did um? What happened with that uh person? How would you meet? Oh in, in yeah,
3: time? yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, we, I, actually, see, we legit talking.
0: forgot. Like what?
3: what mine, mine. Blank. Yeah. You're going to leave all this in, too.
0: Yeah, you know I will. I'll be like, what the fuck? He left it all in? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Perfect. Little did she know.
3: So, yeah, it was just a cross that I met talking online, and, you know, I just thought it was going to be all about just, you know, meeting up, hanging out, you know, to go out, you know, just to have fun, to meet somebody who's kind of like me, but it seemed like from what the text messages were and what they were, what the subject matter was, it seemed like they wanted to push it in a different,
2: mm. you know, it's,
3: it's nice and all, but I'm, you know, I'm with my girlfriend right now. Mm-hmm. The only thing I want to do is just meet somebody that I can hang out with. Sure. Um, but I'm not looking for anything else, but I don't know what ever happened to that person. I think I'm not proud to say that, but I, I think I may have, I think it looked like I ghosted that person. Mm i just stopped talking
0: yeah but
3: but people just drift apart
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with that if you clearly didn't have any uh, something going on and they got you know the wrong idea then nothing wrong with that i think i don't know could be wrong what do i know uh but you actually met up though
3: no actually not at all oh, we didn't actually meet um we just talked uh text messages online stuff like that but like i said it looked like they were trying to push it in another direction and i Ooh. definitely didn't want to go that direction. I felt like, you know, if I go and hang out with this person, that's where you get into trouble. And, you know, when you're trying to balance a relationship, you know, that's not yeah. the kind of
0: No, you don't want
3: that. possibility.
0: No, none of that. No, no, no. No, no, no.
3: I said before, I, I would be open to something like that if I was single. But traditionally, I'm always, you know, been attracted to women.
0: Oh, so you are. Um, so you are. Would you consider yourself heterosexual? I guess. Or
3: yeah, for the most part, yes. But you are. Like I said, I've had. Uh-huh. I've had thoughts. I've, you know, like I said, I've had thoughts, and I've had, you know, close encounters. I would say, of you know, the same kind. But <laughs> there's been some experimenting in my life. But as Ooh, far
0: as are you traditional, are you willing to elaborate on the experiment? I love experimenting things. <laughs> Would you like to talk about those experiments or is it too personal?
3: Oh, it's not, it's, it's nothing much. It's just, I know, will
0: be the judge of that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Much. You know,
3: if you're drinking or you're, you're high at the time and, you know, experimenting with drugs, experimenting with, you know, making out with, you know, I have made out with a guy. Once
0: Ooh, explain, uh, explain.
3: Uh, you know, back in my, back in my younger years, but I refrained from it because it, it, to me personally inside, it just didn't feel like it was something else. It didn't feel right to me.
0: What didn't feel right?
3: The whole like, the, the whole thing, like literally, it, it just didn't feel right. It like the mood was weird. It just uh, made made things weird. Hmm. So,
0: so is that when you knew you weren't attracted to Ben, or you just had to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's when I knew I wasn't attracted because it's just like, it's like no, <laughs>
2: right. But
3: you know, I have lots of friends who are gay, and they definitely, uh, they definitely seem to agree when I tell them their, my story. They're like, yeah, uh, if you felt weird, you're just not. Yeah, into you're
0: it. not. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> not your cup of tea, as they say.
3: Yeah,
0: um, and nothing wrong with that. It's glad, I'm glad you figured that out <laughs> early. Yeah.
3: I know somebody, when they hear that, is like, oh, uh, just like um, you get this with some people in the trans and gay community for the most part as well, where when you say that, you know, I'm not, I'm not attracted to transgendered women or I'm not attracted to men, you get the, oh, are you homophobic. What? <laughs> You're homophobic. Yeah. That outrage stuff that we talked about last time. And I think outrage is just, I think it's doing more harm than good. You know, we see all these uh, and I think I'm going to get into something that's kind of political and maybe maybe something. This is kind of a question, though. But you see all these people in the news that are getting in trouble for some sexual discretions, I guess you would say, Um, like the uh, who's the comedian, Um, Louis, Louis C.K. or whatever it was, got in a bunch of trouble doing some really weird sexual stuff or the producer. But at what point, and this is a question I'm not going to take aside here, but at what point should we expect to forgive people? Or should we run people out of town to the point where, you know, they're toxic indefinitely? Right. And I think that, yeah, that's definitely something. We have to change that. We got to stop doing that. Yeah. Especially when I see, you know, trans people and other people who attack people for, Don't attack straight people for not being attracted to you Uh, the same way. I don't want straight people attacking them for being who they are. Yeah. And I think that's the good thing about the internet has brought us closer together. But the other bad part is, as we were talking before, it seems to be dividing people for no logical reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the hate machine.
0: Yeah. And it, it, I think people try to try to focus on like, I don't know each other's differences when like, man, there's so much of us in common or at least, or if there is differences, let's see that they aren't. You know, they shouldn't separate us. They are like there are unique parts about us, unless it's hate. Like I, I don't, I don't tolerate any hate of, like oh no, no like
2: no. Yeah, that's... and not not
0: not stupid, not like joking hate, but like when it gets to the point of like hating you based on your existence or based on your like, you know, like you can't change the color of your skin or you can't change like you know did your, your hair like you know or your fucking i don't know your eye color that i mean you could with like context but like you know like first, <laughs> you know that like sort of like we but then it, it, if you do <laughs> which is the opposite too like you know when you're too tolerant you're intolerant you know like when you you know you you accept everything you some things you shouldn't <laughs> which is hate i think hate of some sorts but I don't know, then the sensitivity culture comes in and people get too fucking sensitive and it's like, Good God, can we like can we get at a medium? I don't know. It's there's no balance anymore. It's tough.
3: I think it happens in every I think every civilization after a while. Those things that, you know, unite some people will just start tearing a hole through other people. You know, like uh you know, what unites us, you know, there's people out there who are trying to dismantle it all and i think they're trying to do it on purpose and not even to cause any kind of revolution or anything like that just to piss people off
2: right right yeah
3: <laughs> I, I think it's i think a lot of it's done on purpose oh
0: yeah for sure people love listening responses or li- listening emotion cuz it you know it pays the bills or gets you to think about them which fucking i hate <laughs> sorry like annoying as shit. Like, I don't give a fuck about you. Stop doing this. Like, <laughs> hey,
3: what are we arguing
0: about? Yeah, like what? I don't know. You can see that with the media. You can see that with like relationships. Ugh, it's the worst.
3: You know, always somebody with a... It's usually somebody who wants wants to have a bullhorn. Right. And, right. you know, highlight things like that. I I never understood it. I, I always stated, and, and I've even ran into it on like social media platforms like Sansar and even Discord for, which is kind of surprising is why do you want to bring that kind of madness to something that's just supposed to be cool? It's like alright, you don't agree with me but you don't have to go on social media and go ahead and destroy the
0: Right, right, exactly How do you feel about um, I mean, you're on these web, I mean, you're on in social media and you see these like <laughs> transgender people or cross dressers who are like hating on other cross dressers or other transgender people. Or one thing I want to talk to other people about, they're you know, you you've <laughs> you're on Facebook and oh, your friends like the cross,
3: there's some hate in the cross dresser.
0: There's like people who are <laughs> I swear to God, it said there's this transgender person. I don't know why I'm their friend on Facebook for the for shits and giggles, but they are their their banner page says <laughs> Transgenders for Trump or transgender women for Trump. And I'm like,
3: what? That's an actual thing. How?
0: <laughs> I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? I
3: don't want to get too far in po- politics. Um, here's the thing. I despise him in every capacity, uh, but I'm also willing to get along to make things work. However, When people are victimized because of people's words, I think those people need to be held accountable for the words that they say. Uh, One thing that I always said was right. Some people who voted for Trump that, yeah, here we go with the politics, um, that wanted better jobs. And this will be the only thing I'll say politically ever, ever, ever on a podcast. And that is I could sympathize for the people who thought you know, or wanted him to bring jobs here, I could sympathize with that. I don't agree in destroying the whole economy over it, Sure, which is global. No matter how you look at it, it'll take about 150 years to get out of a global economy like we have now. Um, So I can empathize with those people. But the people who use politicians to beat other people over the head? No. Whether it's, you know, Republican or Democrat, or no matter what country it is, if you're using politicians to beat people up that you don't like, or using them as kind of like a battering ram to hate on people for different reasons, I have no sympathy and I have no words for you. You're just a hateful person.
2: (laughs) Right, right. Mm -hmm.
3: It's happened in many governments in the past. It's not just ours. It's a lot of different places in the world where a leader grabs the, grabs a big stick and then just starts pointing it at everybody that they don't like. And that's the same kind of thing that happens in countries where they have these massive conflicts. Uh, all throughout Africa, the Middle East, somebody gets into power, they want to hold on to that power forever. Oh, yeah, And they yeah. want to, the people who are loyal to them, they're going to point out something. So they'll point at immigrants, they'll point at... You know, people who have nothing to do with the problem, but because they're so good at manipulating people, people will follow them. They will follow them to death. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't know Trump personally, of course. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm, I'm white. I don't know who Trump. I don't know Trump personally. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing on him is, I never liked him anyway. Uh, even when he was a Democrat, I did not like him uh, because I know the kind of person he is. It's like, you know, he's the kind of person that you have at work, you know, always screaming about something, always upset, always screaming that they they're not getting, you know, the fair shake. Those people, they take things that resonate with a lot of people like you're being victimized when really they are just convincing. It's basically exploited. They're basically exploiting poor people at this point.
0: Yeah, poor people, <laughs> underrepresented people, immigrants, yeah. all the transgender people on top of that. My goodness. hmm Um it's basically anyone who's doesn't have representation is basically being, like you said, exploited. Um
3: Do you ever sorry. Watch a, the Gym Quisition? Mm-mm. Oh, what is his name? You have to look for him online, the Gym He's kind of like one of those um YouTubers that kind of Do a lot of complaining about like games, game like journalism and game companies, uh, a lot of uh, stuff about. There's a little bit of politics in there, but he was talking about the game Dark Souls.
2: Hmm. Okay.
3: And I don't know if you've played Dark Souls, but the whole idea, and this is kind of like the gist of the whole idea, is that you're basically a chosen undead to help keep the current system that is falling apart together. And I feel like right now, you know, that's the same thing that's happening. Everyone, it's people are trying to keep that same old system together, you know, trying to go back, like we're trying to go back into the, you know, nineteen fifties. I swear, Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. rather, you know, when he first got on, you know, a lot of people thought that, and this is the kind of politician I'd like as somebody who is going to challenge convention, but at the cost of alienating everybody at the cost of dividing everybody and destroying everything we have. I, I don't think that method is worth it. Right. You know, if I break my arm, I don't want the doctor to amputate my leg. Right. Exactly. It's just, <laughs> I want him to fix my broken arm. not cut off my leg. Yeah. It, and, and, and that's yeah. the kind of thing is the idea of tearing down a system is actually a very punk ideal of, You know, no laws, no government, no nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Breaking everything Mm -hmm. that we have down to nothing and then building it back up. That is a very punk thing. However, uh, the execution, it's all wrong. It's favoring the people who would, you know, stepping on the people that would hurt people like us. People who would see a punk rocker or goth kid on the sidewalk and beat the shit out of them. These are the kind of people who are the complete opposite of what we're dealing with. These are... Oh, yeah and i'm not saying that everybody who follows it, anybody like trump or anybody i'm not saying they're all fascists but there are a lot of very extreme right-wing people who they don't take too kindly to strangers i guess <laughs> yeah
0: i agree i mean it's it's hard for uh, this is it's it's hard for me to befriend somebody on a, i mean i befriend a friend them just because i'm like this person's literally insane but like the, the transgender is for Trump. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really, I legit say that. I'm like, the fuck are you...
3: Th-? Maybe you should get one of them on. Maybe we can see if you can get one on. Kind of see what their point of view is. I I, I mean, I, I I like to listen.
0: I I, I don't know if I could tolerate it. <laughs> I mean, yes, they, mm-hmm. I understand that they're like a valid... Everyone is a value member of society. I just... Is it is it a point of delusion or a point of you know when you're when you're tricked so badly, you don't want to admit that you've been fooled because you look, you know, it's what is that Mark Twain quote of
3: Um Amazing Randy. What was that? The Amazing Randy. Oh, is that from South Park? He was, he was the guy in the eighty like the late like the late seventies and early eighties that was uh, actually all the way into the nineties, he was the one that was disproving uh, faith healers. And people who said they have psychic abilities and stuff like that. Right. And he said that, uh, I don't know if that's necessarily his quote. Maybe he was quoting, but people don't like to admit that they've been fooled. Right. Yeah. Right. Because most people even, and I've noticed, and I don't want to say people are dumb, but it's amazing that the dumbest people in the world tend to think that they're very smart. Right. You know, smart people are smart because they're not running around telling everybody they're smart. They're smart because they are literally smart. They don't need to tell everybody that they're smart.
0: Right. It's the illusion of of intelligence or the illusion of that thing. That's the scary part is these people who pretend that they know everything. It's like, Jesus.
3: Christ. Yeah, that's where all these conspiracy theories come from, too. It's just like a person who, you know, they're not smart, but it seems like they can really manipulate people into believing a lot of crazy stuff
0: and i and again, i I hate getting political, but man, there's a lot of people in power right now that or one person in particular that likes to push these kinds of uh topics,
3: yeah, but I... one thing I will say about him he's not the problem
0: Oh no, it's not, but
3: he's not the let me use the word cancer again. This cancer has existed for a while, oh, yeah. He just happened to be there at a time when a lot of people are pissed off. The people are pissed off about losing their jobs. I get it. I completely get it. I understand. We do need to have more jobs in this country. So I do understand that. But like I said, the execution's all wrong because in the end, he's still backhandedly selling their jobs off. (laughs) Still, on the other hand, he's still, I mean, look how many jobs aren't even filled at the White House right now. There's so many people who could be working there, but he doesn't want anybody to work there. He doesn't want anybody to work there that even challenge him. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think people desperately want to cling on this idea, this old idea that just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Yeah. I, I know they're reminiscent to the old days. You know, just like people who say, you know, we had it simpler in the wild west, except for the fact that in the wild west, more people did get shot as well as if you stepped on a rusty nail, you would die of friggin' uh, tetanus, tetanus yeah. <laughs> or your jaw would lock up for right. the rest of your life and to feed you through a tube. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting this 2020 cycle. So who knows? Indeed. Indeed. Well, um, <laughs> part of me, he thinks even though it's unpopular, Part of me thinks he's going to end up winning again.
0: Yeah, I have a, a terrible feeling too. If...
3: But we'll get through it. It'll be four more years, and then we don't have to deal with it.
0: Anymore. Yeah, but the damage would have already been done.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: um,
3: every society, the damage <laughs> eventually societies eventually crumble. Um, it's not that I'm looking for that to happen because it would be a horrible time for everybody. Yeah, but it's yeah. just the, it's the natural cycle of things. Societies. Eventually, systems break apart. Entropy, you know? I don't know if it applies to political systems, but everything's falling apart.
0: Indeed. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you so much for being back on the podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, leave with a grim ending.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, the world's going to end. No, I believe in the, the, the Hindu philosophy that everything comes in cycles. Eventually, everything will be destroyed, and then it'll be born again. So I kind of like that idea. It's comforting to know. Yeah. Even when we're long gone, life will continue. Oh, yeah. Life will be
1: all right. We'll be (laughs) all right.
0: (laughs) And now it's time for
1: Kirsten's Corner.
0: In this week's episode of
1: Kirsten's Corner, we
0: get to talk about... Three favorite makeup products right now. Which will probably uh probably be a recurring thing because she likes to change makeup products quite often. It's
1: not that I like to change makeup products, but like I have three favorites right now, right? So right now I just want to talk about Glossier, guys. I love Glossier. It's a little bit on the bougie side, I will say, but it's like all natural and like they it's like they focus a lot on like natural beauty and like simple and like that fresh faced vibe. I haven't um delved into their um face care yet but right now my three favorite things are um their boy brow boy or brow flick and their generation g lipstick those are i I could talk about all their products but those would be the three i talk about right now so i like i am not blessed with having like fierce ass brows like giselle um i've i've suffered i've i suffered from the early 2000s um, over plucking, um, reverse shout out to Jenny Lopez <laughs> <laughs> <Genely. laughs> who I let her uh, <laughs> pluck my eyebrows and they were way too thin. My mom was pissed because these have really nice eyebrows. Anyway, so uh, so I use I've like used a lot. Ooh, I've used a lot of brow products in the past. Um, uh, one I really used to like is Anastasia their brow gel I their dip no their dip brow I used to like a lot and I also like their brow pencil but um I kind of went away from that because it made my brows too oily that's one thing and two it's like I for the amount like the brow dip would always dry out and then the brow pencil would make my eyebrows oily and it would run out fast so um I gotta love Facebook and Instagram for targeted ads I started I have always heard good things about Glossier but never like bought anything I always saw the preview for boy brow so I got boy brow which standalone worked okay because it just built like a thicker bushier brow which is in right now but then I still have like a couple missing spots from like when um from the over plucking and they came out with a new product called um brow flick which is like kind of it helps fill in the spots and it's more like a kind of like a pen like a, like a marker pen and it helps fill in the spots, but it looks super natural and it dries really well. So I use that in combination with the brow flick and that's given me my best brow so far. So I recommend that, um, it might not work for you depending on like your type of brow, but I think it's good, especially if you have like kind of thinner, sparser hairs. And then, um, I recommend the generation G lipstick uh, the color. I forgot the name of the color, but it's their brown color. And I like that one a lot because I really have trouble finding a nude lip for me because my lips are kind of darker, like kind of like more. Yeah, like I don't know what kind of color would you say is dark? Like. It's dark brown? My lips? um, Purple? I don't yeah, know. right. Like it's Purple-ish. like purpley brown. So it's like hard for me to find um a, a nude lip without it being too light or too dark, you know. So this one I really like because it like almost matches like the color of my lips and it just adds like a little extra oomph so those are my three favorite products glossier right now we'll actually just three for products in general but i would love to talk about on another time like my other uh, even just my makeup routine or like my other favorite products that's it Person's that was- corner okay <laughs> bye love you guys
0: And that's it for this week's episode, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This week, I talked to FCAT again. I talk about my Nyas of the Week with Dindy Tan being appointed as the first government official who's transgender. And Kirsten talked about her three favorite makeup products currently. End of the year stuff. What do I have planned upcoming? I'm going to one of my good friends. We're celebrating her marriage that she just got married. What's up, Chris? I know she's probably listening. Um, so I'm going to go out and get dressed for that. I'm going to wear some heels and it'll be a fun time. I'll take lots of photos, post that. A couple more episodes left that I can upload to the end of the year. And I think one of them will be on sugaring and another one will be, uh, probably another interview. So we'll see. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening. As always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more.